Welcome to All Along the Wasatch, a public affairs program produced by Bonneville Salt Lake City. If you would like to submit a request to be on the show, please email mparsons at ksl.com. Now, here's the host of All Along the Wasatch, Mike Parsons. My guests today are from Bad Dog Arts, and their website is baddogarts.org. We have Victoria Lyons, who is co-director and Michael Moonbird, who is also co-director, the two of you together, and Cindy Velasquez, who is program's director. Thank you all for being here. Yeah, you're welcome. So right off the bat, Victoria, I mean, the obvious question, why is it called Bad Dog Arts? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it kind of started out with a little piece of of, uh, Michael's artwork, and um, he had this goofy, goofy watercolor and he turned it into a series. The series um, was, uh, it actually started when we were, we had met in college up at the U. So he had this whole series of monoprints and it came out of his own personal art about uh, this kind of cartoon looking dog. Mm. And um, <laughs> he's bad dog because what, what happens when you walk a male dog? Well, he lifts his leg everywhere. Right. And that and, made him a bad dog? And that <laughs> <laughs> that's where bad dogs started. Yeah. So um, the the update, the, the current um, logo um, doesn't really represent that, but mm. uh, that's, that's kind of where it started. I think it's a great name because it catches your attention. And do you still yeah. have this artwork, Michael? What, what's that? Do you still have that original artwork? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That'd be fun to see. And a lot of pieces uh, since. Okay. Well, Victoria, maybe you can give us the, the, the history here. You and Michael are a couple, and you had this idea to start this program, and it actually started in your apartment. Well, it started in a two-bedroom apartment, and um, it was it's, it's an art space building. Art Space Rubber Company is where we were uh, at on the third floor. And in at, I don't know if they're still zoned for business works work live spaces but that it was zoned to have a business hmm. um at that point and that was uh um back in 96 and what happened is we were invited to teach kids for the for that summer and uh the the one of the administrators with art space knew that all these artists at art space were struggling to pay their rent she also knew that there's a lot of kids in the community that really needed something to do in the summer. Mm, so she yeah. had the brilliant idea of putting the two together, and we had a great summer program. Um, and we, between the two of us, we taught 11 classes, and we had a blast. And we discovered we were pretty darn good at it, too. <laughs> so... You know, we'd been spending previous years trying to figure out, okay, what do you do with an art degree? Well, that's what uh, Michael went to one of his mentors and said, this is what I want to do. He had taken an entrepreneurial class mm-hmm. just shortly before that. And she says, well, okay, you want to work with art with primarily kids that un- are underserved. Mm-hmm. Looks like you've got to start a nonprofit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so more than 25 years later, uh, where are you located now? Where's the building? 
Well, we're, as chance happens, we are in an arts-based building. We've, we've moved a number of times over the years and made lots of different transitions, but we're at the um, Artspace Commons building at 400 or 824 South and 400 West. So we've been in that building for, for some time now where we have our offices and, and some classrooms that we teach out of our studio. So, Cindy, we know Michael and Victoria, how they got involved. They started this. Maybe you could talk just a little bit about your background and then how you came to Bad Dog Arts. Okay. Well, my background came from being a mom. Oh, okay. So, That's good experience. Yeah. And lots my, of things. Yes. Well, <laughs> I had my daughter, Sadie, in their programs starting at age seven. And so with her going into her teen years, I became a volunteer. And so I volunteered over the years, and I was on the board for six years. And one winter, we were having our winter break camp, and I'm on the board. And Victoria calls me Sunday night and says, I have a teacher council, and we have to teach tomorrow. Can you come teach? Mm. So I taught that week, and Victoria realized that she's been hiring art majors all these years, and not teachers. And I taught 16 years at a local elementary school, Washington Elementary, running the computer lab. And so I've been teaching since and running the programs and managing all of our volunteers and causing and creating and so I've been involved for not quite 20 years but wow. a long time teacher and mother that's those are pretty good resume items I don't think there's anything you can't do with those two <laughs> backgrounds yeah. yeah it's pretty fun so who do you primarily serve who who are your I don't know customers clientele what do you call them we call them our families. Your family. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I like that even better. Yeah. Primarily, who is it that comes to Bad Dog Arts? It comes in a few different ways. So one way is that we reach t- children is in schools. So I, t- I taught personally over 1,000 children last year in schools. Mm. Some of them partnerships that we have ongoing. So I go week after week, take a whole grade, do themes like I'm doing right now with first grade, with literacy for a school Mountain View I just finished second grade where we went around the world Hmm. and visited and learned about different cultures. And then we do after-school programs for many schools. We do specialty for some of the charter schools will ask us to come in and do like a four-week series. And then our most popular thing, what we're known for, is our camps. Mm -hmm. And so we do school break camps and then the summer-long camps. And we try to have as many themes as we can between ages of five up through teens, mm-hmm. and we also have a lot of core teenagers that are volunteering for us. Mm-hmm. Many of them were former what we call bad dog kids, <laughs> and they want service hours either for their private school or to do um, a program where they go overseas and make a difference, and they're required to get like 30 hours at one site. Those students immediately think of, well, I would rather do it at bad dog and go work with other kids. And. My wife is a fourth grade teacher, and in my head, as you're talking, I'm thinking she would love to have this in her classroom. How does a teacher go about uh, partnering with Bad Dog Arts? If you go to our website, there's a spot, you know, on the top right where it would say contact us, and Mm -hmm. there's a way to reach out to us. You're also welcome to call us, and you could ask for Cindy or Victoria. It would be one of us that would return the call Mm -hmm. and have the conversation. I think that's really cool. Yeah. A number of schools uh, will write grants, and depending on what district you're in, um, there is sometimes grant money out there for 
for schools to um, get funding and um, invite us to come in. You mentioned your camps, and your next one that's coming up is your Spring Break Art Camp. Victoria, maybe you could tell us about that. It starts on March 27th. Yes. Uh, spring Break, uh, we're, we have a couple of options where uh, parents can sign their kids up for the entire week. Um, or if uh, they can't do the entire week and want to just do specific days, they can just pick and choose the uh, single days. Um, and we also have uh, a few spots that we've reserved in our break camps and our summer camps for what we call tuition waivers. Mm-hmm. So we um, we always offer um, tuition waivers, and it's based on family income. Um, so we want to be inclusive so that everybody can participate in the arts and parents can go onto our website and, um, you know, go through that application process. And uh, if they see that the, you know, tuition is not going to be, you know, within their budget. So, Cindy, Victoria <laughs> mentioned the tuition waivers that you have for some of your programs. Tell us more about that. Yeah, we want every family to be able to have access to our programming and understand that it may not be feasible in their budget. So they can go onto our website and click on um, financial help, and it will give them an opportunity to fill out a tuition waiver. And so it's like a sliding fee base. We ask, what can you pay? And we try our best to do that. We will charge a very small admin fee, and then um, we have a a portion of all of our camps as much as we can, and we try not to turn away anyone. That's really wonderful. To be able to use those. We, we feel very strongly that uh, any, any child, anyone out there that really um, has a desire to do art, um, we want to make it happen. And whatever it takes, you know, if, the, if it's we, – we don't want any barriers to become be, – between someone that desires to do art and learn and um, – because there's so many, there's so many benefits – um, we've had volunteers, adults come work with me, and then they have asked if they could sponsor a student after seeing the programming. And so you can sponsor someone, and we will just call our list of people who have applied. Or because I'm in so many schools, I often go to a principal and say, hey, do you know some families that would really make a difference for their parents and the kids if they were to do a camp? I've been given you know, this many scholarships and would love to give them and those principals each time have known exactly which families could benefit from that. What do these camps cost roughly just for an average camp? We're averaging about 300 for most most of our camps right now. Uh, That's for the break camp for a week long Um, and you get a lot for that because kids arrive at 9 a.m. and Parents pick them up at 4 p.m. in the afternoon. So it's it's all day. So it's very um, convenient for working parents. Sure, that's, when, that's less than daycare and far more exciting than daycare. And and they're, they're doing things that are fun and productive and they're socializing and making friends and um, learning all kinds of fun new things. So, Cindy, I know we're going to pretty soon hit that time of the year where kids are going to start saying, Mom, Dad, I'm bored. What are, tell us about some of the summer programs. And the one that caught my eye, I was kind of scrolling through them today. There is a summer camp, a summer program called Get Messy. 
yeah. Unfortunately, I'm a little too old for it. I looked at the age range, but that sounds like fun. So tell us about some of these summer programs. Yeah, Get Messy is an opportunity to have, I always tell kids, whatever's in your heart and your mind gets to come out through your hands. Mm. And today we'll get messy. And so we'll use shaving cream, for instance, mm. and we will marble it with food dye and a popsicle stick and then stick, you know, shapes of paper in there. We could make planets that are marbled and then do a whole background. You know, we're using a toothbrush mm-hmm. um, and watered down paint for their background. Then they can make planets and we can create a spaceship and use tissue paper for the fire. And so we love to give them ideas or teach them about a specific artist. We'll, as teachers, we'll often pick artists that we love to inspire them and then show them and teach them what was important about that artist and mm-hmm. then let them go for it. That sounds like so much fun. Yeah. I know there was another one with that involved glass. Yes, I will turn it to Victoria. That is her specialty. Oh, tell us oh, about yeah. the glass summer camp. So I teach... Fuse glass, and it's mostly been to adults. So this summer, for the first time, I decided, you know what? Let's just see how the kids do with the fuse glass. And, you know, I'll have to give them some some safety precautions because glass has sharp edges, and you just have to be careful. But we always have a few Band-Aids around because <laughs> inevitably I've even, you know, cut my fingers and poked my fingers um, it's it's just inevitable when you're working with that material, but it's uh, it's fascinating to um, have the different colors, the um, the reflectivity, the um, ability to totally transform it when it gets heated in the mm-hmm. kiln, and when it when you open up that kiln and it's finished, it's kind of like Christmas. That sounds really amazing. We are speaking with Victoria Lyons and Michael Moonbird, who are co-directors, and Cindy Velasquez, who is programs director at Bad Dog Arts, and the website is baddogarts.org. Um, what are some of the other highlights of the summer? Uh, last summer, our digital art camp was the most popular. Hmm. And so this summer, we've got uh, a digital art one and a digital art two, and then we're pairing it with some with some drawing. Um We've got one camp that's geared towards middle schoolers that is called Battle of the Arts. Yes. And so you've seen the the Food Network uh, show Chopped, where where they've got the basket of food. Well, just translate that into art. And Uh we're going to find all kinds of funky art materials and, you know, split the teams up. We'll have at, at least two teams and... And it's going to be kind of a com- very competitive three days where uh, they get to create and imagine. But there's going to be a lot of, you know, communication that has to happen between the teams and the team members. And um, and they are going to have to have a team captain. And, um, and there's going to be some judges at the very end to say, you know, which... Which team met the parameters that were set, and um, we don't know what the prize is going to be. We'll, we'll figure something out. I'd love that because not only is it creative, but it also puts these kids in a position where they need to work as a team and strategize mm-hmm. and talk about logistics and who's going to do what. So that's so cool on so many different levels. The Problem other part, solving. Yes. Yeah, Absolutely. 
The other part of kids being bored in the summer that you guys can help with are your art kits. Very cool art kits. Who wants to talk about what they are? And Cindy, you'll take that one? Sure. Um, I have, Those came about because of what happened in 2020. Mm-hmm. I was teaching a lot in schools, and immediately things were shut down. And there was a school that I had just started doing an after-school program, and parents had paid for that. It wasn't done through grants or, you know, through, like, their after-school programs. It was a PTA that put it together. <clears throat> and I really wanted to fulfill on it, so I put together lessons for the, the remaining, I think, three or four, and I put together kits and had the families come pick them up. And so that was, like, a eureka moment. Well, why don't we give as much kits and art into homes while kids are at home? So Maddie Michael, one of our teachers, her and I came up with kits and we made videos to follow it so that you mm-hmm. could watch the video at home on your own time. And we did as many as we possibly could that year and sent them out. So some of our most popular are still on our site, though we did um, create many more that's not on there. And they're really affordable. Extremely. And it's so that you can have art at home on your own time and all ages. We think art is accessible for all ages. We are also teaching senior classes that we haven't done as much in the past until the last few years. And we're really excited about that opportunity that we get to do. And so that's another thing. We've made child kits that we've had adults buy for their mothers like that are um, have some dementia. Mm. And it was a perfect activity because of their mindset being back oh, to yeah. childhood. And that was a popular thing that we found. So, Michael, I know you're not super talkative and a little shy, but I want to yeah. maybe give you a chance to talk about what people are going to see when they go to the gallery at uh, baddogarts.org. Um, it's composed of a plethora of things and ideas. And it can uh, an idea for, for a great piece of art can come from stuff that you wouldn't even believe or know or, or, or hear about. And so it's part of, like, part, part of my time. My time is taken up with, with, with Vicki and Cindy here and making sure that they're happy with their art and what they're doing with it and the ideas behind it. So sometimes it takes some time to get some of that going. And a question for both of you, Victoria and Michael. You started out as artists. Mm-hmm. And kind of the common story that I hear from people who start off doing something they love and then make a nonprofit out of it, they end up not being able to do the thing they loved as much because they're running the nonprofit. Have you found that's the case, or are you still able to express yourself through art? We we never have enough time to do our own art. <laughs> right. I mean, we, we have done some public art, and our, uh, we – when we do public art that's outside of Bad Dog Arts, um, we have our own little LLC company that is MoonLionArts.com. Um, so, yeah, we have done some of our own art um, over the years. We've we've done some murals and have been, um, you know, really really fortunate to get you know a few of those those kinds of commissions. Um, but I don't think uh, you can. If you're running a, a nonprofit the way it needs to be run um, and spending we, – we never spend as much time on, as, on our art as, as we would like to. But we at Bad Dog, we call it going to art land that we, we really find that if we do that on a regular basis, it's very, very beneficial to 
everybody's mental health. And, I'm sure, yeah. And so sometimes we'll just do some things, you know, with staff where we've just got to get together and and play with some art and, yeah. um, you know, teach each other different techniques. And uh, it's it's important. And um, I guess that's one of the things I, I love about teaching is that I've got to come up with a lesson plan. So that means I've got to play with some art materials right. to do that. So how fun. So you mentioned the murals and some of the artwork you've done around town. Where would we see these? I was going through the list of several different things you've done, and it's a really wide variety of places that you've you've put this art. Where would we? I know there's one at Hogel Zoo, some Hogel Zoo art. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that's some stuff that Michael and I did when actually we were undergrads. That was oh, the, so that's been a while. Yeah, that was uh, um, some um, some paintings that wound up and. Uh, at Hogel Zoo, um, but uh, probably Trolley Square is um, a place that a lot of people can, can have real easy access to, and it's where the the food court area is. And you walk outside, there's a big retaining wall, and so the murals that are painted on that wall um, was commissioned to us by by Whole Foods, and then we had some other funding that contributed to that. Um, the other more public mural that um, you can access easily is the Glendale Library. Mm. So the um, Glendale Library, it's a big tile mural. It's its a very different way to, to go about um, creating a mural because it's uh, glazed tiles. So we, it's, we use ceramic glaze on porcelain, porcelain tiles and it's much, much more durable than oh, okay. yeah. than a painted mural. Um, you know, the average lifespan of a painted mural is, I think, somewhere around ten years or so. Maybe, maybe a little bit longer, depending on exposure and all of that sort of thing. But uh, the tile murals are going to outlive all of us. Uh, they're that durable. Michael, this is maybe the question you can tackle here. Why is it important for kids to do art as they grow up? They get to be a part of something that's happening that really makes a lot of sense for kids growing up. And they can express themselves in this way with art, which which will be fundamentally a lot better than if they weren't doing it. <laughs> yeah. so, art, art teaches life skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Life skills um, like... Using scissors, <clears throat> folding paper, um, tying a knot, um, and using a ruler. Those are some really basic, yeah. fundamental life skills that, um, you know, it, it's not our goal to um, even think that every kid that comes to our program is going to be an artist. Right. Um, one of the camps this summer is sewing, learning how to sew with a sewing machine. That's a life skill that... Uh, will be valuable your entire life. Cindy, let's talk about how people can get involved. I know that you have a lot of volunteers. Um, What sorts of things do you have your volunteers do? Our volunteers come in and they help me prep art before and after a project. So before getting the items ready to take into schools mainly, and then afterwards prepping them so that we can make them really beautiful on display in their classrooms and to take home, not just a piece that's done. We will often, you know, mount it for them. 
maybe put strings on, you know, so they can hang it in ways that they're really proud of. Kids Mm -hmm. just love seeing what we do when we bring it back to show how we've showcased every piece of art. So artists um, and volunteers can help with that. They also can help us for shifts during our camps. We usually do four-hour shifts, Mm -hmm. and those are really fun, especially during the lunchtime hour. Um, I encourage, you know, playing tag to get some movement in and you know all ages can do that i play with them during those times and uh, we always need help when we go out into the community so if we do a partnership with a festival for instance then we need people to interact with the public and help Mm -hmm. everyone do the artwork and we need office help um organizing is a constant for us i don't know if you can answer this but what do the volunteers say that they get out of it they get to have a sense of pride in bringing art and creativity to many different people and diverse population that we try to serve. And I reward them as much as I possibly can with giving them opportunities to do the art. So once we set things up, for instance, if I'm off campus and I say, go ahead and do the art, I have those that just love coming with me to the classroom mm-hmm. because of the interactions with kids and they just love that when they come in, the kids say their name out loud, they come running up to them, and they get to be a part of that experience. I would imagine it's a lot more fun than they even anticipated. It is. I have long-term volunteers that come back year after year. Of course, like every nonprofit on the planet, money is the absolute best thing to donate. But what other sorts of donations are you interested in as far as donation of things? Are there certain things that you like to have donated? Some art supplies we like different. uh, We go through paper quite a bit. Mm. It's probably our number one used item, various kinds. Um, We've been really lucky over the years to have a lot of items donated. And we feel like everything can be put into art. So we have a whole wall of bins that is recycled items that we put into Arkham will have a whole camp. Oftentimes when me and other teachers are actually designing camps or lessons, we go to our supplies so that we don't have to buy anything and create a lesson around what we have. From our perspective, everything and anything is potential art materials. I had a phone call once that uh, they said, I have 20 pounds of wine corks. Would you like them? Yes, we're so (laughs) excited about wine corks. (laughs) But the question is, where did all the wine go? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good question. Well, that's fun. I've been in those kinds of places before, like a science museum that I I frequent with my kids uh, when they were younger. And they'll just have a room full of egg cartons and pipe cleaners and different colored papers and plastic stuff. And you just start from there. And it's so much fun. And it's something that people of any age can do together. Yes, and if we get something donated that we think we can't use, we always pay it forward. Mm. We know so many different nonprofits. We might make a a kit if it's enough that I can't really use for a whole class. Then I will make a kit and I'll give it to some of my students that I know Mm. could really love to have that kind of art in their home. It sounds like a wonderful place. It's Bad Dog Arts, and the website is baddogarts.org. Victoria Lyons, who is co-director with Michael Moonbird, and Cindy Velasquez, who is program director. Thank you so much for what you're doing in our community and spending a few minutes talking about it. 
Thank you. Thank you for listening to All Along the Wasatch with Mike Parsons. If you would like to submit a request to be a guest on the show, please email mparsons at ksl.com. That's mparsons at ksl.com. 